The information contained in this video is for informational purposes only and are that of Tempet Show and no one else. I have the right to change my mind at any time as new information becomes available. I'd also like to point out that past performance is no indication of future returns. Investing in general and especially investing in crypto is inherently risky and you could lose all your principal. Please talk to your financial professional before investing. If you don't have one, you can talk with myself or someone on my team as we tailor a solution for you and your family. And now let's get into it. This time it's different. It's an old adage that usually comes back to haunt whomever utters those words. In many ways, this time it is different. And in many ways, it's exactly the same. With that said, this might be one of the most important financial messages I've ever given. Since the 2008 financial crisis, the Federal Reserve has successfully been able to print trillions of dollars that we know of, and more than likely tens of trillions of dollars that we don't know of. Economic charlatans like Paul Krugman and Lyle Brainerd have called for monetary, modern monetary policy expansion and think there is no limit to the amount of fiat dollars that can be digitized and monetized into existence. For the past 14 years, the Fed has been able to not meaningfully raise rates because unemployment was, you know, first Ben Bernanke had, oh, we're not going to raise rates till it's 6%, then we get to 6%, and we're not going to raise rates till uh, unemployment rate is at 5%, then we hit 5%, then it's 4%, then it's 3%. And basically the narrative was, well, even though there is low unemployment, inflation is too low, and deflation is the greatest threat to the economy, aka, you know, goods uh, costing people less. I mean, I, I can't really think of the terror of uh, you know, something like, you know, things costing less money to buy. Anyways, the Fed decided to embark on a suicide mission to achieve a 2% inflation target. They <clears throat> carefully started to temper these expectations as they started moving the goalposts uh, as to, you know, how much into their 2% inflation, uh, how much they would overshoot that. Now, I did write a book on this uh, called How It's Rigged, where I go over how they rig the unemployment and inflation numbers. You can text Liberty Advisor, one word, no spaces. Again, one word, no spaces to 71441 to be sent a copy of this book. So for argument's sake, I'm going off of the official government numbers, but we all know that the official government numbers, uh, yeah, basically are not to be believed at all. First, the Fed indicated that they were okay with something called symmetrical inflation, what they mean by this is, you know, since let's say we had 10 years of 0% inflation, that basically they're saying that, you know, if you had, were to have 10 years of 4%, then if you average it out, then you get back to 2%. But they really never quantified what uh, symmetrical really meant. It just was like this vague sort of nebulous term that they'd be able to kind of walk themselves out of. Now, once the pandemic hit, the Fed's monetary ventures were far greater than even what I thought was possible. And basically, you know, even going back to February 2020, I had some pretty outlandish scenarios of how much money I thought would be printed, which were, you know, pretty much like 10 standard deviations away from, you know, any other, uh, you know, fake news economist that's out there. And they even went way more and, did, and, and, and successfully did way more than I ever thought was possible. Uh, so then the narrative started becoming, oh, well, inflation is transitory. In May, John Styson and myself did a podcast entitled Inflation is Not Transitory. Then, you know, sometime, uh, you know, over last summer, it became, well, there's really not that much inflation. Uh, then it became inflation is actually good. Then it became inflation is transitory again. Then it became, oh, well, we've got inflation, but it's actually going to go away next year. And then eventually the Fed ended up moving, removing the word transitory from their meeting minutes. Now, the Fed thinks that they have a thermostat and they can just, you know, tinker around with interest rates and 
printing money and not printing money and really get the expected desired results that they have been craving and been trying to get. But what they don't realize is that they are actually dealing with a nuclear reactor. And guess what? It's not a great idea to just go willy nilly turning on and off a nuclear reactor. Now, if you go back to February of 2018, I gave a uh, I gave an interview to LRN.FM, Free Talk Live with Ian Freeman, where I told him that the main event horizon to watch out for is when the Fed has to raise rates, not because they want to raise rates, but because inflation is getting out of control and they lose all excuses and that the market eventually dictates that they need to start raising rates. And that's pretty much, you know, we're at the precipice of that. I mean, I don't think we're at the, you know, final sort of event horizon of that, but you know, we could get there, you know, very quickly, maybe even by the next time we have, uh, you know, one of these videos. Now, if we examine what happened in 2018, the Fed took away the punch bowl, market went down 20%, then the Fed reversed course. In 2020, the pandemic caused the market to go down uh, about 34%. And the Fed printed 80% of the money that has ever been in existence, just to basically prop up this phony stock market. Now, there is no way the Fed can pull off their six rate hikes. And even if they do, what does a Fed Fed's rate of 2.25% even mean in the context of inflation being 7% that was stated today? So, okay, I mean, basically, you're still losing around 5% per year in a 10-year treasury as capital is being destroyed in uh, basically in this type of fascistic system while capitalism ends up getting the blame. Now, Bitcoin has been plummeting because the Fed is taking away the punch bowl. However, in my opinion, and judging by the history of the Fed, will not be successful, and there will be some sort of black swan excuse or variant or smallpox outbreak or power outage or grid attack that will then be the pretext to print even more money as the world is distracted by what hits us next as everyone takes their eye off the Fed and gives them cover to print even more. Now, even if no major black swans occur, the Fed is screwed. And, you know, I guess if I really take that back, the Fed's really not screwed because the Fed gets more powerful when they print money, because when they're printing fake money that they never had to begin with, they're using that fake money and then buying up real assets. And actually, this wasn't really planned for the video, but hopefully there's batteries in this. But I've got my little Donald Trump uh, Keep America Great uh, fake money printing gun because uh, I was disgusted by all the money printing that Donald Trump was doing and how you know he was you know doing the same playbook as you know Janet Yellen by picking Jerome Paul in there. So as of today, the Fed is the largest owner of mortgages and treasuries. And so they're literally taking the ownership of homes from of which money they never had the money to begin with. And the reason why the Fed getting into greater and greater debt is good for the Fed is because their only product they sell, is debt and the Federal Reserve gets a 6% cut of all the interest of all the debt that is out there. And so basically, in essence, the Fed is sort of, uh, you know, creating their own annuity and making that get a larger and larger payment as their balance sheet explodes. Now, when I say the Fed is screwed, I mean, like the average American, you know, debt surf is screwed. So if the Fed raises rates six times, and let's say inflation is 7%, the average American will be losing 5% per year in any savings they have. If the Fed raises rates six times, the stock market will tank and the Fed will be forced to print money. And now we will have an inflationary recession where inflation is surging while the economy is in the toilet. And the only way they can, you know, quote unquote, save things is to print more and more money right into the eyes of an inflationary crisis. 
So once that happens, financial assets, and especially Bitcoin and precious metals, in my opinion, will go through the roof. Stocks, or at least the big mega cap stocks that basically account for almost all the gains, will continue to soar as index funds indiscriminately keep buying more and more stocks. I'll be doing a video on this subject as well, but shorter videos seem to be doing better lately. The point of this story is that the markets believe that the Fed is going to raise rates and be successful. When the Fed tightens, that is terrible news to Bitcoin, precious metals, stocks, particularly tech stocks, and even worse news for bonds and especially long-term bonds. However, once the market starts tanking, I believe the Fed will have to reverse course. And at the bare minimum, they'll have to keep interest rates steady at 2.25% as inflation, in my estimation, will hit double digits, then potentially the high teens. And at that point, I suspect most bondholders would be completely wiped out. There's this concept known as interest rate risk. I'm not going to get fully into it today. Basically, if somebody has a 30-year bond and rates go up 2%, then the principal would go down 60%. And now they would still get their you know, piddly amount of interest. And 30 years from now, once all the horses have left the barn, they'll get their money back. And you know, in case there's you know CFAs that are out there listening, technically, it's a 30-year duration bond, not a 30-year bond. And we do have CFAs who are listening and uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Alex V and uh, congratulate him on passing his level three CFA a few months ago. So this prognostication with the Federal Reserve, uh, my prognostication is that they will not tame inflation. They will not hit their 2% target. They way overshot their 2% target. They're over 300% of their 200% target, and they're still printing money. They're going to stop that program in March. And I don't think they're even going to get to six rate hikes. And even if they do get to six rate hikes, it won't be enough. And once they need to start printing money in the face of an inflationary recession, that might be the final straw that breaks the camel's back and causes the U.S. to lose reserve status once and for all. At this point, there will be a central bank digital currency, or CBDC, where holders of government bonds and cash that were wiped out will be made somewhat whole if they accept the mark, and they will. Once it is abundantly clear that the Fed has lost control of rates and inflation, and once the average person realizes CBDC is not something you smoke, to get you high and that they're going to be forced to use the Fed's digital dollar, I think this will be the biggest paradigm shift in monetary history. And the case for Bitcoin going parabolic will be very strong. I think gold and silver will follow and are important to have in the event of a grid down event. But I do think Bitcoin will eventually handily take gold's market cap when this happens. But I do expect gold and silver to handily outpace inflation. I am planning for the long term, and in the long term, I will not be maneuvering out of said assets until this event horizon. With the Fed ending their money printing in March 2022 and embarking on the rate hiking adventure, I don't think we'll have to wait soon. And I'd watch one of the two past prediction shows I did to end the year, one I did with John Snyson, one I did with Josh Sigerson, either one of them or both of them I think would be great. Uh, we're talking about different, lots of different black swans, but the actual black swan isn't as important as understanding that there will be one. And even if I'm 100% off the mark and there are no black swans, uh, the one thing I'm not off the mark on is that the CBDC is coming. Vaccine passports, I said, were coming two years ago. Social credits is something I was talking about six years ago. And now the vaccine passport will be the social credit score that will be your digital, also be your digital CBDC wallet as they're married together. And this watershed paradigm shifting event is why I hold my Bitcoin and crypto and I will hold them to as low as they go as everyone is head faked out as the weak hands give up. And essentially, we are going to diamond hand this and we are going to win or at least hopefully keep up with inflation.
it is vitally important that we do not lose the forest for the trees and that we realize that this major paradigm shift is more than likely going to happen and that the sooner the fed tightens is that the sooner they will have to loosen and you cannot tighten your way out of a ponzi scheme we are in a hyper debt bubble where there needs to be more and more debt to keep the plate spinning I would highly recommend my video, We Are All Slaves to Central Bankers, that was filmed as a Facebook Live in 2016. It is now on my YouTube channel under Featured Videos, and I'll have that link below. In closing, the Great Reset is coming. CBDCs are coming. And a lot of people who got into crypto in 2021, about half of the people who are in crypto got there within the last year. A lot of them are going to sell and later buy back at much higher prices once they realize their options are a government-backed crypto where they can cut you off, block your financial track transactions and track everything you do, or you can have a decentralized network where your transactions cannot be blocked. You can still be tracked and traced and surveilled, but you cannot be stopped. And actually you have to just take it back to Augustus Carstens, who is a 400 pound uh, Bank of International Settlements uh, chair, which the BIS is actually its own country in Basel, Switzerland. And they actually sit above the Federal Reserve as the central bank to the central banks. That's a whole nother topic. I did a video on that with Richard Grove and John Snyson about a year ago that you can also check out on the various channels. But anyways, if you are deep in debt and interest rates are zero, you don't have a big problem. If you're deep in debt and your interest rates keep rising dramatically, then you have a very big problem. This is a sign of weakness, not strength. This is a great sign of weakness for the economy and ultimately makes my conviction for crypto and precious metals even stronger. But right now, most of the market doesn't see it that way. And just remember that Bitcoin went from nearly $20,000 to $4,000 and then seemingly went from $4,000. Actually, I think it went, went down to $3,000. Then it went from $4,000 in March 2020 to $69,000 in what seemingly looked like it was overnight. Use these dips to acquire more Bitcoin or Satoshis and don't freak out when they throw everything and the kitchen sink at creating fear, uncertainty, and doubt into this market. That is all for today. Thank you to the 3,000 of you who have followed me on YouTube, but please check out thelibertyadvisor.com for all the other ways to subscribe and please follow me on all the other platforms, including the email list. Thank you and good evening.